This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So make sure you check out theropetrainer.com today. Wonderful device developed by my friend and yours, uh, friend of the game for sure, Earl Perrin, uh, the, the great Chris Verna, trainer to some of the best athletes on the planet. And of course, uh, the always wonderful and very talented Hall of Famer, John Smoltz. And as I always say, if John Smoltz is going to take a minute out of his Hall of Fame speech to address this arm epidemic that we're having with our kids, I think everybody should stand up and take note. At least look into it. I'm not saying, uh, you know, everybody's wrong and somebody's right. But when there's a real problem, the only way to address it is to address it. So hopefully the conversations have led people down a path of trying to find a better solution and a better way. That's what my friends at The Rope Trainer have done. Make sure you check it out, theropetrainer.com. Um, <clears throat> really uh, going to talk today about practice planning. And it's, uh, it's something <laughs> that I say I'm going to talk about from time to time. And it takes an incident to remind me of it, I guess. It's not nothing bad, like, you know, nothing like some off-the-chart terrible incident. But um, things happen, and then it makes you think of something that you know you need to address. So, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. I want to talk, I want to back up first, though, and talk about last week. I enjoyed that show last week only because it's something I truly, truly, truly believe in. You can disagree, and that's completely fine. Um, I heard from all kinds of people, like I knew I would. And I heard exactly some of the same concerns I thought I would heard. I had some great back-and-forth conversations with people. I was very encouraged by the number of people that said, look, I, and again, I want to say this. I didn't, I didn't reinvent the wheel here, okay? So I had a lot of people say, you know, I never thought of that. it. I get it. it. There's so much going on. Sometimes you don't think about it. So that's fine. I, as I always say, I, you know, if you don't talk about things, if you don't openly, outwardly discuss things, how are you ever going to do it better? How are you ever going to learn? So uh, I think most of you that have been with me for a long time on the show now realize that that's really what the show's about. Uh, no different than with anything when it comes to, you know, best practices or, or things that work, uh, especially when it comes to kids and helping them. So <clears throat> I want to thank everybody. Had a ton of conversation with people about last week. Even the people that kind of said, look, I, you know, while I can appreciate what you're doing, it just, I just don't see it being beneficial. I don't see it being something we can take time out of our schedule. You know, I had people every, you know, on all, all across the board, I had some people say, look, I, well, I, you know, I got a couple of these while well, I can appreciate what you're trying to do. Um, we truly are that team that, you know, we're ranked nationally and, you know, every, you know, we need every minute we can practice wise to be really working on fundamentals and game time situations and things like that. And the only thing I can say to that is, okay, I, good, go get them. If that's, you know, I, again, I, I, I'm not going to try to predict <laughs> what's going to happen with those kids. I'm not going to try to predict if they'll still love the game 10 years from now. I'm not going to try to get in their minds and decide if while they outwardly right now act like they like it, if they're not going home and thinking, man, I mean, it's just a job almost, and I'm 10. So, again, 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to do it. It's irrelevant because ultimately, the world we live in and the way it's set up, and rightfully so, is that there's a bunch of adults in charge of this, and that's what I'm ultimately trying to address: is the fact that you know they're the kids are the ones playing, and it's our job to teach, it's our job to educate, it's our job to lead, it's our job to um, make sure that they get out of it, what they should get out of it. And unfortunately, um, what they should get out of it is, it just always seems to be up for debate. And and, and that's fine. Um, I like debate. Uh, it helps. I think it does. I think most people would agree as well. Uh, before we get into this week's conversation, let's remind you who we are, Youth Baseball Talk. Check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. You can do multiple things through the website. There's videos on there. You can... Um, obviously some of you might be listening to the show there. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people do, especially when they find us, um, they go back and listen to some prior episodes, which we love. Um, you know, the very first one I ever did is still one of my favorites cause it was with a friend who, uh, interesting story. The very first one I ever did was with uh, P three, uh, premier pitching and here in St. Louis ran by a good friend named Brian DeLunis and Josh Kiesel and, you know, here we are a few years later, and Brian DeLunis is now the bullpen coach for the Seattle Mariners while still operating P3. He's affected so many kids' lives in so many positive ways, and he's been acknowledged for what he's done and now has an opportunity to work at the big league level. So, again, you never know where you're going to be in a few years. I, you know, I, 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 people ask me, are you surprised you're still doing the show? It's not that I'm surprised. It's that I'm grateful, and and I, I think I've had the – platform to at very least to at the very least open dialogue and that's and, and bring people that i feel that, that are good for the game to people that want to seek knowledge that's it and, and, and yes yeah, so i'm i'm very proud of that fact uh so again you can do that at the website um the two main things you can do the number one thing subscribe it's completely free you just simply click subscribe to the podcast takes about 30 seconds and what happens then is every time we release the show you get a notification saying hey the new show's out and then of course you listen to it at your leisure which is the great thing about podcasting uh the one thing you can do there that really helps us is i know a lot of you are buying cleats and bats and gloves and and really anything if if you watch uh if you watch the news the the gentleman that owns amazon is a is a the richest man in the world or he's right there if you would do your Amazon shopping through our website, it would help us cover production costs for the show, and it would be greatly appreciated. You simply click that Amazon banner on your computer. It's down to the right. Uh, on your mobile device, you'd scroll all the way down. You click it. takes you away from our, you're done with us, and now you go do your shopping. doesn't cost you anything. Boom. We get a very small referral. So, again, I'd appreciate it greatly. Social media is how we really stay in tune with what's going on in that world, in that realm. Um, as far as the, what the people are thinking, there's great influencers on there that we follow quite closely. You can find us at Podcast Baseball. That's, that's, what you, that's where you'll find us on Twitter. Our biggest ask, though, go to Facebook, type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page, click Invite Your Friends. All your friends that are involved in this wonderful game, if you would invite them to like our Facebook page, we'd greatly appreciate it. Lineupmedia.fm could not do the show without them. They're wonderful facilities. They're wonderful management team. Our producers, Brian Kroc and Andrew Allen, behind the scenes, put the show together. Uh, Yo Radio, the newest, uh, the newest thing coming from lineupmedia.fm. Just Google it, Yo Radio, lineupmedia.fm. You'll find it. You'll listen to it. Fantastic, awesome stuff. Um, okay, 
let's get on to this week. Um, so the other day, you know, I live in the Midwest. Most of you are aware of that. Um, you know, the, the weather here one day. I mean, I, we literally are going through this right now. I mean, truly dealing with um, <laughs> dealing with the uh, 71 day and 30 the next. And we literally just went through that. So yesterday here in town, 73 degrees. Um, my son obviously is in high school, doesn't have his license yet, so I got to pick him up, take him. I pick him up, um, and I and, and on the way home we pass multiple ball diamonds. And what a great sight! I see baseball practices going on all over the place. I see them at diamonds. I see them in fields. It's tremendous. And and again, awesome. I, you know, we got people out there getting ready for their season, and they took advantage of a nice day and went outside. What it reminded me, though, because I saw a couple, of, I, I saw some of this going on because I'm that guy, right? Like, I got to drive in and see who it is because I know everybody in town and say hi if I know them. And, um, and what do I see? I see multiple practices going on where we have nine or ten kids standing in the outfield or standing at positions. We got a couple of coaches standing off to the side. We got a coach throwing BP, and we got a hitter hitting. I mean, it's gone on at, listen, let me start. The buck stops here, always has. Have I done it? You betcha. Did we used to do it a lot? You betcha. Looking back on it now, I just shake my head and think, what in the world could I possibly have been thinking? (laughs) I don't get it. What in the world could we possibly have been thinking when we used to do that? Now, let me tell you what we were thinking. Kids need to hit BP. They need to hit it out of the hand. They need to replicate the game situations. Yes, uh, once we had enough outdoor practices, we started throwing to hitters, letting pitchers pitch to hitters. Absolutely, got to do it. You know, you had a lot of people going, oh, but these young kids, they'll hit them. And, well, you know, <laughs> I again, it's, that's part of the game, okay? Um, But we used to do it. And then uh, when I started coaching with some friends of mine that were, you know, actual coaches – They'd say, hey, why don't we stand off to the side here and hit some fungos in between pitches like they do it. And, and hey, I, you know, maybe we don't need to have all these kids. Why don't we take a few kids over there and work on this and a few kids over here. And, you know, we got all these dads standing around. Maybe they can go out and shag the balls or whatever. So my number one th- reasoning for bringing this up is I think, to be completely honest with you, that part of the reason we did it was we would show up and, you know, I most baseball coaches know enough to be dangerous, myself included. And what do you do? Well, it's baseball, right? So, you know, we're going to warm up. We're going to, you know, we're, let's, you know, we're going to warm up. We're going to play catch. Uh, you know, then we might take some ground balls and some fly balls and then we'll hit. I mean, raise your hand. I got mine high in the ceiling if that's your practice plan or if it has been at some time. And I think that's it. I think that's a big part of it. I think you do a bunch of stuff, and then you stand around and look and go, okay, a couple guys grab a bat. The rest of you guys go out and find a position. And again, I get it, done it. I, it it's easy. But a little bit of practice planning can go a long way. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm here to encourage you to do today is as a coach, and, and, and I always say this, never, ever underestimate the impact you have on these kids, both mentally, physically, uh, long-term growth in the game, outside the game, everything. It's all very important. I can promise you, if you take it serious and, and you understand your role in all this, one of the things that you will start to do is you will start thinking about what you're going to do at practice and actually put a plan together. 
Keep in mind that one of the things that you need to do, especially when they're younger, is try to make it somewhat fun. I mean, I'm not saying it should be, you know, you know, mess around time with the hee haw gang, but um, try to do some drills that are fun and that people can laugh a little bit and encourage and 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 nothing. I tell you what's great. We used to love doing drills where they were competitive, match this team against this team, and you know, or or, or a couple kids against a couple kids. You know, keep track. You know, give assess points or give points or show them how they earn points. Lots of ways to skin the cat, folks. But think about the things that you need to do now. In an ideal world, a great practice plan revolves around first and foremost recognizing what you need to work on, where you're deficient, uh, what stage they are in the game, what where are we at in the teaching process. You know, are they old enough yet to start on rundowns? Are we doing cutoffs? I mean. You know, all the way up and down the list. You've heard me say on here a number of times, one of my biggest pet peeves is listening to coaches tell 10, 11, 12-year-old kids to stay back on curveballs. And then when you talk to the coach and you say, well, how many curveballs do they see in practice? None. I, 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 you know, I, I can promise you, you can say stay back to five different people and it means five different things. <laughs> you know, if you visually tell a kid to stay back, he's going to, I mean, that's not right, first and foremost. <laughs> what you envision when you hear stay back. So therefore, think about what you're doing, right? So I know this, the second half of my youth coaching career, after a lot of education and a lot of understanding, I used to take a lot of notes during games. And and yes, we, would, we might quietly address those with a player within the game. But typically, at, at these different ages, especially when they're young, you see a lot of the same mistakes being made. Most of the time, it's because they don't know. You know, there's two different types of mistakes. There's mistakes of, of, of being uneducated because we haven't gotten to that yet or it's something that happens within the game that's kind of an older thing. And, but then there's also, you know, lack of execution, which is another thing you need to address, right? Like, hey, we're not very good at this. We need to get better. But, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, ball in the gap, didn't, didn't do the cutoff right, um, a rundown, we didn't do it correctly. Um, you know, just simple things, you know, maybe, maybe lack of energy, lack of all these things you can write down and then you can address. It's a better way to spend your hour and a half or two hours or hour, whatever your practice time is getting something done. I ask you and and ask yourself this. If you throw BP to 12 kids, how long does that take? Just do the math. I mean, what are you going to, you going to throw 10 and then eight and then six or something like that. Okay. If you got two or three kids in there at a time, just do the math. How long are a bunch of kids just standing around in the outfield? Do you remember being eight, nine years old? Maybe 10? How much fun was standing around at eight, nine, and 10? You know what I'm saying? So um, <laughs> just something to think about. And again, this is something I see, right? And it's that time of year. You know, kids want to get outside. You want to do things. Don't be unprepared. And here's the thing. We live in such an age of communication, such an age of education, such an age of, of sharing among people that really care. There are, if you Google youth baseball practice plans, I, I, you'll find so much out there, it's not even funny. I was encouraged to see something from our friend Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv that you know, more and more coaches are letting him know how they're utilizing the things that he teaches through his, through his website and, and implementing them in their practice plans. Putting plans together and understanding what you're going to do and how you're going to help kids. It's not always about what you do just on the field, too. It's about what you do off. I mean, mental mental situations, preparation away from the field. What are you doing at home? These are all things that need to be addressed. 
Will you remember it all when you show up for practice and you've got two hours and you've got 12 nine-year-old kids running around, a bunch of parents? Are you going to remember everything? Maybe jot it down. It's a great start. I promise you that. It's a great start. Um, you know, I, I see so many good coaches that do this. And, you know, you look at it and you say, well, that makes sense. This guy's a really good coach. Yeah, he's coaching kids, but, you know, maybe, and I see this a lot, he, you know, he coaches at, 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 a, at a higher level. I have a guy, I have a friend that listens to the show. Um, I think a lot of him is a coach. He was the JV coach in Edwardsville for a while, and then he moved to Troy, and now he's coaching multiple sports there. His name's Heath Keller. I think he's a tremendous coach. Um, does it right. Now, here's a guy that is, has two children, so he's helping coach their teams, but he's also a high school baseball coach, right? So he gets it. So he gets it, right? So I'll use him as the example. I, I, I had one kid that got to play for him. He was very lucky to play for him. I wish he was still around for my younger son, but he's not, and there's nothing I can do about that. But the truth of the matter is I'm using him as, as the example be, on one side because he is the guy. I'm t he's, the, he's one of these types of guys I'm talking about. He does it at the next level, so he understands how this stuff has to go, right? So now let's go to the other side. It's going to sound like what I'm saying is that the other people – can't do this because they don't coach at that next level that's not true it's not true what i'm saying is there are tons and tons and tons of great people that want to do this right and they just don't know they don't understand because they don't know we never understand things until we know think about it it's a stupid statement but you didn't know until you knew right anything in life take baseball the equation when you were young, you didn't know that 2 plus 2 was 4 until somebody told you and explained it to you, right? Fast forward now to this, and I promise you a lot of you think, well, isn't that what you do is throw BP and a bunch of kids stand around? It's game-style, coach. They see the ball off the bat, and then they field. Yeah, I get that. But think about the amount of time that the majority of them just stood there, right? It's why I've always said 9U baseball is awful. 9U should be machine pitch, wooden bat. Think about when you're eight and it's machine pitch, how every ball's in play, and you can teach your kids what they should be doing on every ball that's hit. What's the, as a coach, I promise you, you've probably told your kid, when the ball is hit, no matter where you're at, if you're standing still, you're doing something wrong. I guarantee you've said that at one juncture because a ball's been hit to the right side and the left fielder's standing still, and you've looked at him and said, look, I know the ball was hit over here, but you have a job to do. What is your job? You know, that's great coaching, right? Why? Balls are in play all the time, right? So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of ways to skin that cat. And again, I use my friend Heath Keller because, again, I've seen a lot of coaches come and go. He does a great job. He understands it. He gets it. You know, now again, not everybody, not everybody's the same. He's got an unbelievable temperament. Okay? He's also the kind of guy, and this is where I'm going with this. I, I'm a commissioner in a, in a select baseball league with 200 teams in it. He is the example. We also have, but, but, in a, but as you can well imagine, in a, in a league of 200 select baseball teams spread out over four or five counties or whatever it is, three counties, four counties, whatever it is, what you can imagine is, is that you have the majority of the people are just dads, everyday dads that love the game of baseball and, as I always describe, might know enough to be dangerous. Okay? I promise you that a guy like Heath Keller, if he had never met you before and you went up and said, Coach, you know, um, they tell me that you do this. You got any advice? He would give you all the advice you would want. 
So again, seek it out. Find out what, you know, take what you're doing and put it up against maybe what other people are doing. I mean, let's try to find a way. There is a way, I promise you that, to get better. Aren't you challenging your kids to get better every day? Do you think as a coach you don't need to get better? Do you think you've got it all figured out? My good friend Darren Hendrickson always says is that if you ever find yourself involved with a coach that tells you he's got it figured out, this is how it is, this is perfect, this is exactly, do this, this, that, d- turn and run. Don't walk, run. The game's ever-evolving. Kids are ever-evolving. They change. They're growing up. They're doing things. We, we don't know so many things. We have no idea how to, what really we got some good guesses. We know some things that aren't good. But, I mean, th- there's not a perfect answer to why we have arm problems. We can do a lot of things to try to help increase the percentages that we don't have them. But at the end of the day, nothing's perfect. That's why caution, and that's why, that's why opening your eyes and ears and listening to kids. And, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet something the other day about it's never good when a kid says my arm hurts to look at him and say, throw through it. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Where's it hurt? Uh, there, oh, that, that's fine. That's nothing. If it was here, I'd say yes. But no, right there, you're fine. Keep throwing. We've got a lot of guys that stayed at Holiday Inns and are doctors. And again, I'm not saying anybody you know, does it on purpose, but my guess is at some juncture they heard somebody say that and it worked out, so now that's become fact and law. Okay, same thing with these practices. How many practices have you watched where that's what people do? So when it's your turn to coach, what do you do? You only do what you know, right? I'm telling you what you know isn't always enough. Go out and learn something else. Get better. No differently than how you're challenging your players to get better. Never take for granted the impact that you'll make on a kid. So again, when you're going through these drills, again, if you're a coach worth your salt, you're paying attention to your kids, you're paying attention to your team, you're finding out what they need, and then you're going to go out and seek, how do I help? Some things you may have a great answer to on your own. That's good. You're going to put together what? A plan. Okay? It's not that hard. I, I, again, it, you're, everybody's dead on. What are we going to do? We're going to warm up. We're going to play catch. We're going to do some defense. And we're going to, you know, we're going to hit. You know, I would say, it, you know, put in some game situation stuff. I always loved that. Um, I think at some juncture uh, before the season starts, I know once you start playing a lot of games, then you're fine. But before the season starts, you got to face some live pitching, um, things like that, putting together a six-week throwing program to lead up to actually pitching your first game. There's all this stuff that goes on. One of the things I always say is the very first thing people always do is say, well, we're going to warm up. Well, what's warming up? I mean, you need to spend a good 15, 20 minutes getting the body ready to do what it's about to do. There are great dynamic warm-ups that you can do that also help with the athleticism of your athlete. Have you researched that? Or do we show up and get in a circle and do some stretches and start playing catch? You tell me. It's like I always say, and God love you all, but the pitching lesson where the kid shows up for 30 minutes and you're paying $30 or $40 and you want to get the most of your 30 minutes, so what's the very first thing you do when you get there? Mom and dad pull up. Five minutes before the lesson, you go inside, and what's the first thing you do? You hop up on the mound and start getting loose. (laughs) How crazy is that? 
right? Get your body ready for practice. Spend some time to figure out the best ways to do that. Play catch with purpose. Don't just play catch. There's a lot to be taught in the game of catch. I've never in my life ever been to a good tryout where the coaches didn't have have a have a fair fairly good idea of what they were dealing with watching kids warm up, especially play catch. You can tell if a kid knows what he's doing by watching him play catch. We might want to take that a little more serious as coaches. There's a lot to be learned in the game of catch. I promise you that. Defense, always important. Situations, game situations. You probably can't do anything more important for your team than teach them about how to react in certain situations with the game. That's where the real teaching begins. Hey, we had this situation last game. We didn't handle it well. When the ball's hitting the gap, bah, 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 rundowns, bah, 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 pickoff plays, bump plays, uh, game situations. Hitting situations. Hey, I feel like we're doing a poor job with runners in scoring position in less than two outs. Hey, I think we're all pull happy. Bah, bah, bah. All this stuff. Have you made notes so that you can actually address what they're doing versus what everybody else is teaching? Right? I mean, there's a, again, there's a, there's, there's a thousand ways to skin this cat. It all starts and ends, though, with your preparation. I cannot encourage you enough to take a few minutes of your time as a coach and get prepared. I can't encourage you enough that while playing games, instead of sitting on your bucket with your legs crossed and chit-chatting and, and barking at umpires and doing all this kind of stuff, a little notepad where you can take some notes goes a long way to helping your kids improve a lot more than it does chirping with umpires, yelling at kids on the field, coaching them through every move instead of letting them play and letting them learn, letting them understand, chirping at the other team's dugout, looking around in the stands, talking about what you did last night. I mean, you're, it's all out there. I, and listen, as you all know, I'm not telling you anything I haven't done myself. I've chirped at umpires, I've chirped at fans, I've chirped at other dugouts, I've yelled out what to do in certain situations to my players. All wrong. All wrong. Did I mean well by it? Maybe. Does that make it right? No. So again, you know, these are all things that could go a long way. A lot further than some of the things that we think that we're doing that are right. You may win some games doing some of those other things because of the impact on the moment. But are you really helping them grow? Right? Walking them through a play while they're out in the field in the middle of a baseball game so that they do it correctly might get it done right there, but aren't we trying to, to let them learn? There's no better way of learning than, than, than succeeding and failing on your own and learning from your mistakes. It's like soccer. I can hardly go to a soccer game anymore for my kids. The coaches do nothing but yell the whole time of what to do. I don't know how a soccer coach anymore, and again, I'm picking on soccer right now. It's not that. It's every sport. I don't know how some of these soccer coaches can speak because they literally, for 60 minutes, some of them yell the entire game what to do with the ball, where to go, where to be. I, I, I don't understand it. And what's amazing is us as a society, what I notice is the parents love that. 
And then if you go watch the teams where the coaches are really coaching and they're letting the players play and then quietly addressing it at halftime after games at practices, maybe when the, when the girls or boys come off the field, the parents hate it. I heard a parent yell the other day, talking to them's not working. I heard that. <laughs> you know, you're right. Talking to them's not working. I would prefer for you to scream at the top of your lungs at my 12-year-old daughter at her indoor soccer game. That's what I would prefer you to do. That will get the message across. For sure it will. Right? Right? Now, if you want to, if your message to get across to her is, I'm a bully, do what I say or else, no, your message might get across. If you're really trying to teach her something that she can take with her and grow, you might want to, you may want to address it in a different way. And now I know a bunch of you right now. What are you saying? Not my kid. He thrives on it. He thrives on you getting on his ass. He thrives on it. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, my answer to that is I'm sure he does or she does. Okay. So that's my challenge this week. And again, I love the challenges. Love the conversation. This is another topic that if you want to at me, <laughs> I guess is the term that the kids are using. If you want to at me on Twitter or you want to uh, message me on Facebook or email me, info at, or Jim at youthbaseballtalk.com, feel free. I love the conversations. I really, really do. And again, I can't think of any better way to discuss these things out in the open than to have meaningful conversations with people that I think share the same want to as I do. So, so again, please, please tell me. And again, any advice I'll take or I'll give. And that's what it is. It's an advice based on an opinion. So, happy to do it. Okay, let's hear from my good friend and yours, Kurt McNabb, now with Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as he comes to you each and every week with the Rope Report. Please do not forget that the Rope Report is brought to you by theropetrainer.com. They are, without question, the, 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 uh, the, the behind-the-scenes uh, pusher of the show. I mean, they do so much for me, and um, stepping up and, and, and being a sponsor for me um, meant a lot. Help us keep the show on the air. They've impacted so many kids' lives in, in a positive way. Uh, they take their product extremely seriously. Instead of just putting it out in somebody's hand and saying, here, do this, they said, okay, we know we got something here. Let's make sure it's right. And they went out and spent a bunch of money and had the thing tested to make sure what they thought was going on was really going on. Check it out, theropetrainer.com. Don't forget to check out my friend and yours, Kurt McNabb. Again, you guys know how much I love Kurt. You know how much I love his enthusiasm. Let me tell you something about this guy. He's got a great mindset for this. He gets it. He understands it. And the mental portion of how he can help, especially pitchers, tremendous stuff. Just Google the man, Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation. See what he has for you. Let's see what he has for all of us this week on The Rope Report. Valentine's Day is coming on, Dirtbags, and that means one thing. It's spring training, baby. Say it with me, Jim. It's spring training. I don't care if your team has done anything significant or not this offseason because spring training is all about building a culture and a mindset for the season, just like I've been talking about the last month right here on the Rope Report. Look at Buck Showalter, for example. People like him and people don't like him for the same reasons. He's had a clear-cut vision of what he wants his teams to be and play like. His culture, from the time he managed the Yankees in the early 90s, to them being hired to develop everything on field and off when the Arizona Diamondbacks were awarded an expansion team, to then the Rangers, and now with the Orioles. 
Like him or not, he has won everywhere he goes. Now, you'll say he didn't win the World Series with the Diamondbacks, and you're right. But make no mistake about it. It was his thumbprints all over the blueprint that helped them win that World Series. It's like Belichick in New England or Mike Babcock with the Maple Leafs in hockey. These guys have a definite culture, and it produces wins. Does areas of their culture change over time? They have no choice but to change. But they keep their core at all times because it works and produces results. The Cardinals have the Cardinal way, and that's their culture for their entire organization. You have to have a culture to improve daily as an individual, a team, or as an organization. It's building your mindset to understand how to include your individual culture into the team and the organization. So it goes from me to we. I've covered off building a culture, making it contagious, having a dirtbag character the last three weeks. So if you miss them, then simply go back and give them a listen. They're always accessible to you here on Youth Baseball Talk. This week, I'm diving into the importance of being consistent about explaining your culture and why you believe in it, sharing your culture daily, and displaying your culture daily. Being consistent shows everyone that you are not going to waver on your culture. If you make your daily habits become a part of what you do, how you behave, and how you interact with everyone, then they will begin to trust and trust why you believe in your culture 100%. Focus on growth and improvement in all areas daily and don't let complacency creep in because it is a disease. Use your past as continuous development towards reaching your future goals, but don't allow yourself or your team to dwell on successes or failures. This is why our focus with our Mental Edge program here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation is to get our players, parents, and coaches' mindset right as an individual first and foremost. Once we've accomplished this individually, then we build out from the individual me mindset to the team we mindset. How does this relate to the rope trainer? It relates because the rope teaches you to become consistent with your throwing mechanics. It does this because it forces you to learn on your own which is truly the most powerful way of learning. You don't need a coach to instruct you. If you follow the instructions of how to use it properly and how many times per day and week your mechanics have no choice, I guarantee they will improve, which will lead you to have overall trust, confidence, and arm health. The data has been done by professionals and continues to be done. Be consistent with the rope trainer, and I guarantee you the rope trainer will be consistent with you. I believe 100% that it is the best throwing buddy you are ever going to have. I guarantee you, that if you are consistent in building your culture and using the rope trainer, the throwing part of your baseball career will take off like you've never thought possible. If you're ready to commit to being the best pitcher, catcher, or hitter you can be, then you need to contact me right now at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com or by phone at 226-821-2402 and we'll start building your mindset. 
We invite you to follow us also on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram as well. At Dirtbag Baseball Nation. What are you waiting for, Dirtbags? Let's get your mind right so you can get up, get after it, and get dirty every single day. Great stuff as always. And again, um, we need more Kurt McNabs in the world. We just do. That's not a slight on anybody else. It's it's not a slight if that's not your, you know, your personality or who you are. That's okay. But that's why we need more Kurt McNabs. You know, he's infectious. His caring and his his want to, they 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 bleed onto people. Okay, it's it's infectious. It's great. It makes people realize they can do more than they think they can do. So again, I love the segment. I love Kirk. I love Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And again. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers when it comes to the rope trainer, and you can learn a whole lot more at theropetrainer.com. Okay, let's go to my good friend and yours now, uh, Justin Stone, EliteBaseball.tv. He comes to you each and every week with his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Uh, on today's show, obviously, I talked a lot about practice preparation. I'm telling you, I believe uh, the $99 that you'll spend a year for EliteBaseball.tv will be the best $99 you ever spent. Let's hear from my friend and yours, Justin Stone, with his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Take it away, pal. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv. And today's theme is being careful of who and what you fall in love with. What I mean by that is I have players that come into me for the first time that usually youth players, they're in a particular style that looks fairly robotic, unathletic, and just doesn't look like them. And I asked the question, I said, is this how you want to hit? Or has somebody put you in this particular style and told you or forced you to hit this way? So be wary of who you fall in love with. Because oftentimes, as this is directed at parents and coaches, coaches will teach what they're most familiar with. And many times that comes from the style that they hit in. That's what they know best. That's what they're capable of teaching. But remember that all of our bodies work different and just makes sense to you listening to this that my athletic body isn't going to work the same as your son's athletic body and we need to piece together a hitting style and a swing pattern that fits them best. So always ask the question, how do you want to hit? Show me what you want to do in the batter's box. And as coaches and parents, we need to give our children freedom to explore on their own. They may change styles from week to week, but within doing so, they're exploring the athleticism deep down within their own bodies that is going to help that flourish and bring it to the top. So I want to be the coach that says, show me what you want to do and let me help you make it better. And I think that's the big thing that we do as hitting coaches that we want to put a rubber stamp on a player and says, I made him hit this way or I'm going to take credit for what that player's doing. When in reality, we're just trying to bring out the best athlete in the batter's box that we can. I want you to be your best version of you. I want you to be your best athlete in, your, in the batter's box that you can because if you're thinking about paralyzing mechanics that are not comfortable to you, you're going to be stuck in that mechanical swing versus just being an athlete and reacting. So if I can take one piece out of that as a hitting coach where you're already comfortable, and when I'm comfortable in the batter's box, I'm going to be my most athletic, I'm going to be thinking less about mechanics at a time, but we know we have a very short amount of time to react to a baseball and put a good swing on it. So that makes that process just a little bit easier. It's a hard process already. But when we flood the mind with uncomfortable mechanics because we're forcing a hitter in a particular style that may not fit them, then we're doing them a big disservice. So one of the big red flags I have as a hitting coach is looking for the person that says, we're going to cookie cutter our hitters. We're going to use a one size fits all for mechanics. We're going to make everybody hit in the same style. 
And to me, that's a huge red flag. And not to say that there aren't great coaches out there that win a lot of games that do this with their team. I'm just saying that's not the best way to go about being athletes in the batter's box for each one of your individuals. We have to teach to personalities. We have to teach to different body styles. We have to teach to particular athletes. And everybody is their own individual snowflake, and we got to figure out a way that we're going to best format that person into the best version of themselves in the batter's box. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and make sure you don't fall in love with the wrong person or style. Great stuff as always, and again, uh, if you haven't checked out EliteBaseball.tv, you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, it, it's worth just the checkout. Trust me. Again, I, I cannot tell you, Travis Kerber and Justin Stone have impacted so many kids' lives all over the world, not just in Chicago. Make sure you check it out, EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, our newest segment, which everybody's really enjoying because, again, uh, another gentleman that if you just listen to him talk, if you just learn a little bit about him, um, he, he's got that, that it factor when it comes to trying to influence people for doing things the right way, especially within the game of baseball. I'm talking about Dirk Dombrowski. As each and every week he comes to you here on the show with his precision impact tip of the week. And again, um, cannot, uh, cannot tell you enough how important it is to have guys like Dirk Dombrowski involved in the game of baseball. He works for a fantastic company in Precision Impact. Uh, they have wonderful products that can help you within the game of baseball. And don't forget what separates Precision Impact from most. Very streamlined, automated business. They outsource their warehousing and shipping to a third-party logistics company. This is why their stuff is typically more affordable than their competitor. Okay, They focus on very few products. They dedicate more time into the design and the support of those products. Make sure they love constructive criticism. If you want to give it back to them, they want to make things better. Okay, For all you teams and organizations out there, they do offer volume discounts for schools, colleges. If you're looking to fully stock a new gym, a facility, a new team, let them know. I promise you they'll help them out. Love their coaches for them. They're building a community through Facebook and YouTube channels. Make sure you Google it. Make sure you check it out. Again, the easiest way, precisionimpact.ca. Okay, my good friend Phil Chow, precisionimpact.ca. And for a limited time, okay, they're offering a special deal for all youth baseball talk people. At checkout, okay, you're going to use the coupon code for 10% off. You're simply going to type in youth baseball talk. Okay, very simple. Type it in, Youth Baseball Talk. You're going to receive 10% off your already affordable order for your products that are going to help you, especially with what we talked about today. Some of the things that he has absolutely need to be involved in your practice plan if you want to do this thing and you want to do it right. Let's hear what Dirk's got for us this week. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Precision Impact. In today's segment, we're going to talk about practice and being organized and prepared. Now, these are just some of the topics we've come up to that, to us, mean a lot in, in order to have a, an effective practice. First and foremost, start and finish the practice on a high note. Now that refers to um, discussing your players, some of the positive, maybe the game over the weekend or the practice from last time, it's things you're gonna improve upon. And then probably following up at the end of practice with something positive as well, reminding them uh, of the good things they did, some of the things they can work on in the future and overall just keeping it positive um, and never ending on a bad note. Secondly, have numerous practice plans built ahead of time. Now this is gonna save you time. Now you can always deviate from the plans that you have built, but in case you're running behind or in case things happen to change, it's important to have a plan built in front of you and ready to go that's very structured that pertains to your team specifically. Have a watch 
and make sure you stay on time. Now this is crucial. It's really quick for some things to get out of hand. Maybe your game of toss goes an extra 10 minutes. Maybe BP doesn't start till later. Maybe some of the drills, ground balls, fly balls run a little bit longer than expected. It's really crucial to have a watch. Always be aware of the time, making sure that you're on schedule. Your practice plan should, should delegate certain times for certain things to do. And if you're on time, you're going to make sure you get that whole practice plan done. And as a result, have a great practice and make sure these athletes are getting better. Delegate jobs to players and make sure they get them done promptly. Now, this is really important to make sure that as a coach, you're not doing everything. Delegate leaders or perhaps delegate a small job to everybody. And then simply get on them to make sure they do it properly. Now, this can consist of getting the hitting tunnel out between seven guys while another three or four other players get the L screens and then uh, the protection screens out in the field. As long as everyone has a job to do, no one should be standing around. Everybody should be contributing, which is going to allow you to stay on time, just like we talked about earlier. Let your players struggle and work things out on their own. Now, this is really crucial. Sometimes overcoaching can actually hinder a uh, player's performance. Let them work things out. Just because they swing and miss or pop out doesn't mean you have to coach them to death over one at bat. Simply ask how that felt. Maybe, maybe remind them to see a better pitch. Something really small could be said or nothing at all. Simply an encouragement of saying, hey, get it next time. Find a bit more barrel. Something like that. Rather than having a coach, 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 coach. And these kids start to get a little bit overly, overly coached and confused. Um, don't micromanage your players set expectations for a practice and challenge them to meet them. Now this ties a little bit in with um, uh, not or about letting your kids struggle a little bit. Don't micromanage them, right? Um, set, the, set your expectations for which kind of practice you're going to have. Force them to meet them or set the, or promptly encourage them to meet their expectations. And from then, you're going to see them taking accountable. You're going to see a lot of leaders sprout out rather than a lot of people waiting on you to, to know what to do next. So set, don't micromanage let the practice sort of happen organically. Make sure you stay on task and that things are, and tasks are done promptly, but try not to micromanage. And then finally, over-program your practices. Now, what I mean by this is you don't want to get stuck with 20 minutes at the end with nothing to do and then simply invent something to do at the end simply to fill the gap. You don't want to use, you don't want to f use exercises or programs um, or any kind of drills simply to fill the gaps. If that happens, it's probably not for a purpose, right? If you have a practice plan designed from start to finish that's going to consist and fill two hours of time, you're going to make sure that every single one of those exercises, every one of those sessions is, is filled with the right types of things. So again, um, over-program so that you're, you're staying on task rather than just leaving a huge gap of time um, and definitely not getting the maximum amount of practice. Now, as always, these are just a few things we've mentioned um, that we thought were really important and it will contribute to having a really good practice. But as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or any other topics for our future videos, let us know. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for checking out our video. If you're a coach or athlete who wants to improve your game, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page so that you can stay up to date with the latest coaching tips, training techniques, and baseball information. Also, if you're looking for professional quality baseball training equipment, check out our website at precisionimpact.ca. We sell a variety of training tools such as plow balls, weighted baseballs, resistance bands, heavy hitting baseballs, and much more. Not only do we have the best prices and warranties, but we also have amazing customer service and free shipping for orders over $25. So come check us out at precisionimpact.ca and start making an impact in your baseball career. Great stuff, as always, from my friend and yours, Dirk Dombrowski, with his Precision Impact Tip of the Week. Um, again, enjoy today's show. Uh, oh, oh, run last time. Don't forget the coupon. 10%. Again, there are already affordable products. There are items that you see every day. 
Theirs are quality. They're they're more affordable. And you're going to receive that extra 10% off by typing in Youth Baseball Talk in the coupon area. And that's precisionimpact.ca. All right. There's my challenge to you guys this week. I need practice plans. I need things put together. I need organization. I need people to get it. So there you go. Put together a practice plan. And share some of your best practices through our social media sites. When you see the show, if you're on, you know, if, again, if you're following us on Facebook, I'm going to put the show out this week. I'm going to challenge people to comment some of their best practices below. Please jump in that conversation. My ask of you when it comes to Facebook is to help us. Facebook has changed how they're doing this. Less people are seeing our posts. Heck, less people are seeing your own private posts. Okay? That's how it works. They want people to pay. Okay? We're a little small show here. We can't pay. What I need is people to make the post relevant. So post in the comments some of your best practices. Post some of your ideas. Post some of the sites that you use to, practice, to, to get practice plans. People you believe in, things you've used at work. Let's take this opportunity to empower people, to educate people, to share. We don't need to be holier than thou with what we do. Let's all try to be better at the end of the day. So again, my ask is always youth baseball talk in the search bar at Facebook. Like our page, invite your friends to like it. And when you see the post, please like them, comment, and share. That's how they become relevant. That's how more people see them. That's how we're going to reach more people in this wonderful game of baseball. Thanks to lineupmedia.fm for all they do for the show. Brian Kroc, Andrew Allen, the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. Now, the proud owners of the internet radio sensation, Yo Radio. Make sure you check that out. Youthbaseballtalk.com is where you'll find me. You can subscribe, which is absolutely free to the show. You can obviously do your shopping through Amazon, which we would greatly appreciate as it helps us with production costs. You can also listen to back episodes, which I highly encourage you to do. The old Netflix thing, and I appreciate all you guys for it immensely. Social media, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. You heard me talk about uh, uh, Facebook. Again, please, Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook. Like our page, invite your friends that are involved in the game to like the page as well. Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk. And of course, special thanks to all my contributors. Justin Stone, EliteBaseball.tv. Dirk Dombrowski, of course, with Precision Impact. And my good friend and yours, Kurt McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as he comes to you with my sponsor, TheRopeTrainer.com. The Rope Report each and every week. And again, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Get yours today. Make a difference, folks. This is Jim. I'll see you next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.